record. On record, this is being recorded now. On record, Elliot's idea for Sota. It's an amazing idea. I've heard from many people, especially when it's a new kolal, it's people that have not been used to sitting down for hours a day. So it's a good idea. Sota is a great masechta to learn. So we're going to go through right now just this piece of Gemara that I said we were going to go through to make sure everybody got the correct um, the flow, the reading, whatever it is. Omar Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzhak. Rav Shmuel, the son of Yitzhak, said, Ki besota. Meaning that's why it's a Gadot, that's a story. What happened? Reish Lakesh was teaching the tractate of Sota to his students. When he opened up and he was discussing the tractate of Sota, he was giving a shir. Omar Hachi, he said this, Ein lo adam isha A man is put together with a woman according to his actions. Shenemar, as it says, Ki lo that you'll never see the tribe of the wicked placed on the Goral HaTzadikim, which means like on the lottery of the righteous, which means you don't see the righteous and the wicked going together, getting married. Everybody is placed together with their spouse based on who they are. Hashem makes a perfect match. Shevet What? No, I think Shevet means over here more technically like it's the... the what? The staff? Okay, the staff. But I'm saying the technicality is more you're saying you don't see the righteous and the wicked mingling together. They're not together. Amar Rabbah Barachana, Amar Rabbah Yechanan. Amar Rabbah Barachana says in the name of Yechanan. The Koshin Lazavgam Kekriyas Yamsov. This is the famous, famous, famous line that people quote many times. It is as hard to put two people together as Kriyas Yamsov. Which over here, if I'm not mistaken, Rashi explains. Why is it, uh, what does it mean it's so hard like Kriyas Yamsov? Shenishtanu Sidre Bereshis. What does it mean like Kriyas Yamsov? What is Kriyas Yamsov? He changed the laws of nature to be able to split the sea. That's the hardest to put two people together. It's against the laws of nature. Yeah. So I looked at it, so how hard was it for Hashem to create Shamsu? It was easy. So as easy as it was for Hashem to do something which is seemingly difficult for us, when you're in a difficult situation and say, wow, this must have been really difficult, Hashem knew exactly what he was doing. In other words, it's not difficult for Hashem. It's, just, it's, a par- it's paradoxical. So that's a different perspective, though. It's a different perspective, because over here he uses the word kasha, which means he's trying to bring out the difficulty of it. Our mind, our mind, Kriya Samson was kasha. So this is a very difficult marriage, right? I like that. You get a lot. But, but it's not, but it's not. <laughs> no, that's a very, yeah. Well, how difficult was it? Same thing with Parnasa. Yeah. Kasha, Parnasa, Kriya Samson. Really? Was Kriya Samson so difficult for No, boom, 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 he did Kriya Samson. So do with your Parnasa, you I like if that. You're having a difficulty. It doesn't mean Hashem's having a difficulty. You're having a difficulty because of the way you view it or whatever. You have to go through it. It doesn't make it a whole conversation. But it wasn't difficult for Hashem. I like it. I like it. From the viewpoint of the human being, right? Yeah. From the viewpoint, our viewpoint. Wow, this was not yeah, this was Hashem picked this person. He worked so hard at this, believe me, but that's the whole point. It wasn't difficult for him. Yeah. Which he, where does he bring this from? Shenemar, as it says in the verse, Elohim Moshiv Asirim What is this referring to? Hashem brings the individuals to their home, he settles them in their home, and he brings out the prisoners in a good time. Kasharis means in a good time. What is this referring to? When we were brought out of Egypt, it was a good season. It was spring. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. Rashi explains this, that that's what he's referring to, that when he brought us out, he brought us out at a good time. Rashi explains, what does it mean? A single man and a single woman. And he pairs them up together. And they go and they settle a home. Okay? So to make that happen, to take a single man and a single woman, to go into the same home and to settle a house together, 
you're saying that it's not so, it's a different perspective. The simple pshat of the Gemara is saying, it is not easy at all. Which I actually think in a different way, in a different inspiring, just in a natural inspiration way, in a way is better for people to know that. Because a lot of times people get married, and especially with the movies today and the novels today and everything, people get married and they go, oh wow, what's going to happen? We're going to be swept off our feet and we're going to wear a ballroom gown and we're going to go to the ball together. And then what happens? You get married. It's life. It's not every day is a date night. Not every day you're going out and having steaks at a fancy restaurant. It's hard. It's very hard. Especially today I was hearing in secular, from, uh, secular psychology they were saying when a person has a baby, they shouldn't discuss divorce. Because right away they have a baby, immediately they're going to want to get divorced. That's what I, this is like the, the philosophy today. The second you have a kid, then you're not going to want to be married anymore. And they're saying that you should know that when you have a baby, you have to wait three years before even thinking about divorce. Because apparently having children is causing a lot of divorces in the world. So over here, it is good for a person to know when they get married, what marriage really is. To be honest, I think this is something which my generation struggles with a lot more. But your generation would have to be married before they have the children. Yes, 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 yes. Our generation is exactly. But actually, just to tell you an interesting story about this is that one time somebody came. Her name was Mrs. Sharfstein, Rebetzin Sharfstein. She came to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and said that everyone she's dating, she doesn't like. And they had a very close relationship. She literally was sitting and basically yenting to the Rebbe about her dates. She's like, this guy, he comes, he's too short. This guy, he comes, his nose is too big. This guy, he comes, he's talking the whole time about himself. I don't want to be with him, right? So the Rebbe stops her and the Rebbe says, I just want to tell you something. Marriage is not what you see in the movies or the novels. It's not the fluttering love that you have in the beginning. That's not what marriage is about. Marriage is about building day by day, brick by brick, little by little, every single moment. Then you have a foundation. That's what marriage is. Which means those things, he wasn't saying those things are not part of marriage. It's very important, we all know, to have the days that are romantic and the romantic moments and to be more spontaneous. So we all could work on that and not to become monotonous. But the idea is that marriage should be something which it takes work and it's built brick by brick. And then you have a real strong relationship. Back in those days, a lot of times people were just like, okay, you two are getting married and they got married. And in a way, because they didn't have the other mindset at all, they never got confused. Today, sadly, because people have this mindset, they grew up watching Disney, whatever it is, completely put in their mind, this is the idea. Their marriage don't last because they're like, wait a second, now today we're not in a good mood and it's not fairy tale. So now I'm not interested anymore. Okay? So that's, I think, over here, what he's trying to say is that people should know marriage is difficult and that will give you the ability to have an amazing marriage, knowing what you're trying to build, okay? And he says like this, Aini, and is this so? V'amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Question mark. Is this so that we say that the wicked and the, and the righteous never get married? But it says that 40 days before the fetus comes out, a voice comes out from heaven and says, this is going to be this daughter for this person, this house for this person, this field for this person. Everything is decided already. But then if you look in Rashi, Rashi explains, which means whether you're a wicked or a righteous person is free choice. So what is he questioning over here? Everything when a person is born is decided for you. How much money you're going to make, where you're going to live, how much property you're going to have, all those technical, more superficial things are decided. But who you are is not decided. You can be righteous and wicked every day. You can wake up one day and you can go and have pork the whole day and sit on the beach in Hawaii in a speedo, right? You can do whatever you want. Every day that choice is in your hands. So over here he's asking, how could you say that a person is put together with their spouse based on their deeds if they choose their deeds? 
So you can't, you can't decide something if it's not something which can be decided. It's something which is meant to be in our hands. Could it be, can I ask you a question? Too? Yeah. First of all, let's say the man is born two years before the zipper, right? Yes. So how does that work? Does that shut down? Oh, right over here. Taisvis. Taisvis' question. It says Ben or Bas. No, 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 it says Bas Kloni Kloni, meaning, I'll tell you right now, Taisvis over here. Kaidem Yitzir Savlad, your question, because you asked. Kaidem Yitzir Savlad. Nira le Rebbe, according to Rebbe, what is this talking about? Kaidem Yitzir Hazachar, we're only talking about males, meaning the male is the one that it's decided yes or no, right? When the male is born, it's decided who his spouse is going to be, not, not vice versa. That's number one, it's talking about only males. Bainim loy nolda hanakeva dain bainim nolda, which means. When he's born, even if his wife is going to be born in seven years, it's already decided that that woman who's going to be born in seven years is going to be his wife. So it's from the perspective of the male fetus to his future spouse. The second thing I yeah. say is, so um, in, in the belief that of Gilgal, in the belief of Gilgal, like Yeah. So this is what I was telling Lonnie. So let's say a guy's born with a particular tea, he's first, so now he's focusing on the Zafar. Yeah. He's born with a particular tea Let's say this particular tikkun is, uh, let's say, internet tikkun, hypothetically. Yeah. So he's going to be given a spouse that helps him with that tikkun. If he's given a spouse that's a base alcohol girl, as soon as she finds out that he's got this problem, she's running home to mommy and saying, we're done. This guy is, he's crazy. He's sick. He's, got, he's on the internet. Da, 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 da. I can't even cope. Yeah. As opposed to a girl who's, let's say, okay, we have this little problem. What are you going to do? Are you going to do tshuva? It's not, I'm not leaving you because of the, the. So based on the tikkun that he has to do, Hashem gives him a woman that is fit for that tikkun. You follow what I'm trying to say? It's yes. It's not based on his deeds already. He has a choice, right? But if, like I said, if she's Ramosh's daughter and he finds, she finds out her husband's on the internet, she's leaving the next day. She's like, what? You know, she, that she has no oh, you're saying because his neshama already is a neshama that needs a tikkun? Yeah. Like what you just said, that there is no choice. It's not up to you. Right? No, he's asking the opposite question. He's saying that it is up to you. No, Meaning, no, it's no, no question no, that he's asking. You just said that a COVID Yes. Now, a zivu, we get exactly what we ask for. Not what God wants to give us, what we ask for. Okay, that's why, unfortunately, Lowlander, there are people who are in terrible marriages and they remarry to the same kind of person. We, we attract into our lives the people we want. Not according okay. to this. Exactly. That's what no, I'm so saying. with this, what this Gemara is saying, and he's about to... question that you can answer after the end of this one, <laughs> yeah. is then explain how we go into the multiple marriages. Those who unfortunately, either either they're widowed or they're divorced. So he's about to, he's about to get into that oh. now. But I will say what he's... Be, as of now, which by the way, it is important just for clarity's sake, is that the beauty of the Gemara, and that's why also there's a Chavusa time, because you can explore whatever you want, is that the beauty of the Gemara is you have to understand there's many levels to the Torah. Which means, for example, it could be that you're learning the Gemara and then all of a sudden you'll pick up a Sefer which is from, I don't know, from any very deep writer or Jewish thinker from hundreds of years later and he'll say exactly what you guys are saying and explain how this is what it means or whatever. So right now, when you're learning the Gemara, we're trying to understand what's the Gemara saying on this level and then there's other levels which also are truth. Like I'm just saying, for example, many of the Torahs today that we have is absolute reality are stuff that were explained to us by the Rav, by the Rebbe, by Rabbi Nachman, by different teachers who they expounded the Torah and taught us different lessons, deeper lessons for our generation. So it's the, not that it's not, yeah. But in this Gemara, it says... That for, as of now, as yeah. As of this Gemara, it says, yeah. 
40 days from the time of conception, Hashem picks the zidrut, this person for this person. Yeah. Based on... Not conception, but before it's born. Before it's born. Yeah. Based after on, conception. And based on... Yeah, yeah, before it's born. After conception. Right. Are you talking about conception? 40 days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tears of all, before conception. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right, before conception. Yeah, yeah. Based on your deeds, Hashem yeah. puts this zidrut for this zidrut. Yes. And the question becomes, what deeds? You're, you're, you're a fetus. Exactly. So before you even conceive. So I'm trying to say, so Hashem already knows what your tikka neshama is. It's a big thing about tikka neshama. Same because you're a gilgul. So what I'm trying to tell you is what you're yeah, talking about tikka neshama on Google, maybe is a tikka. What? Yes. But that's the problem of the Gemara. That's the problem of the Gemara. If that's what you're saying, meaning right now we're holding by a question. We're not getting it. Yes, we have a question. Exactly this. If you're saying Tikkun Neshama, then what are you saying basically? You're a person 40 days before you even conceived, you're already being Tikkun Neshama. It's like, wait a second. You didn't give me a fair shot. I didn't get a fair shot. That's the Gemara's question. You're basically getting into discussion of the difference between between faith and free choice. In other words, that's a whole other subject. The fact yeah. that we have free choice and your Chamayim is in our hands doesn't change the fact that, you know, God, God has the choice for what's going to be down the road, what your challenges are going to be, what you're going to do about so it. So that's a very, very deep, complicated topic. That's, yeah, a, that's a very deep, complicated topic about how a Shkafa Pratis works in general. I Meaning, for example, I've heard it explained, and I will say before I say this, this is a very, very, very deep, very deep topic of how divine providence works. Meaning, for example, we say just a random thing that explains it a tiny, 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 tiny bit. And I really emphasize that because it's a very deep, complicated topic. Is for example, it could be that it's decided according to divine providence that this man is going to die, right? Shmuel is going to be killed. Now the question is, does it have to be that Yitzchak goes and kills him? Let's say a guy murders somebody else. You could say, oh, from the time God already knew by Kriyas Yamsof or whatever it was, he already knew by Abraham that this guy was going to kill this guy. It's like he never got a fair shot because already he's going to be killing. He's already a murderer. When he was born, he was born a murderer. The, from, there's no time even, no time and space. So it says is that the actual your part in the action is up to you. That's the simplest answer to this question that you should know is that God actually made it even with the fact. And that's why, by the way, we're about to learn more in Avuchim. The Rambam gets into this and the Rambam says this is something which a human being cannot understand. In fact, he actually says in his Mishnah Torah, to the introduction to the Mishnah Torah, a human being should know what he cannot understand. That's why we, we spoke about it a lot when we spoke about Mar He's very clear about what we're capable of understanding and what we have to accept as our limitations of human understanding. Because how could it be that God is living in past, present, and future and that I have free choice? The two ideas do not go together. They don't. They don't make sense. They do if you look at it differently. If you look at it as if God has the crystal ball, let's assume God has no power other than the crystal ball. So he sees what will be in the future. Okay, It's like watching a television. But the actions that happen are our actions. It has nothing to do with God. We do the actions. He just sees the future. He sees the opposite of a rerun. So that's the way I look at it. We have the free choice. The fact that God will know no, what I will question. eventually yes. do. No, but I get But here's my question. God has said, he hasn't yeah. said, I'm going to kill so-and-so. Up until Freddie has that choice, it's up to Freddie to decide what No, so I'm fine. The part of past, present, and future of God living in that reality is the part that we can't understand. Meaning, because we're basically saying right now, I have the choice in my hands. I can get up and leave the colo, and I can go and shoot somebody in the head. Or I can leave the colo, and I can go and have lunch. And that's fully in my hands. I have control. Nobody can tell me what to do. God cannot control me. It's in my hands. At the same time, you're telling me that God, when he's talking to Abraham, already knows 
that Mendel decided to go and have lunch and didn't go and shoot someone. It's two separate No, but I'm trying to say is that idea of past, present, and future doesn't fit into the human mind. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense if it already happened 3,000 years ago, but I still have the choice to do it right now. But God already watched it on the crystal ball TV 3,000 years ago. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Well, meaning, meaning the Rambam says over here when it comes to this idea of past, present, and future, you cannot understand. And that's what makes God God. What? Yes. Yes, we're in a second. So I just want to be clear over here, and this is important. So when it comes, I'm just saying one tip over here. When it comes to learning the Gemara, it's important to have the discussion. It's not just important, I think it's the whole point of Kolal. We spoke about this in the beginning. The whole introduction to Kolal is that it's completely different than just putting in a podcast in your ears and walking in the reserve. That's amazing to listen to Shiurim and to work out and to go in the car and everything. But to be sitting down and to ask questions, to have your mind be working and to digest, that's the whole point why we're here. So I'm encouraging the questions. That aside, it's important that when you're learning the Gemara, there's two different parts to the learning. There's number one, first understanding what's the Gemara saying. And then there's understanding how I'm digesting it and taking it apart. So the part that I want to just clarify here is what is the Gemara saying? And then we're going to digest it and take it apart. So first, the Gemara is saying over here like this. A person is put together with another person according to their actions. That's the Gemara's blanket statement. If a person's wicked, they're married to wicked. If a person's righteous, they're married to righteous. Then the Gemara comes and says, 40 days before the fetus is even conceived, we already know who they're going to marry. So now we have a massive problem. The Gemara with simple logic says, those two statements tell me there's no free choice. If 40 days before I'm even conceived, they know who I'm going to marry, and who I marry is according to if I'm righteous or wicked, that means you already decided... By the time I was even, I don't know, literally a seed, I'm, I'm wicked or righteous. And I'm born, I have no chance to make any separation. Because that's what was decided of me. So that's Gemara's question right now. How is that possible? How does that fit with free choice? So he says, Loikashia. Not a question. The only reason I'm wrapping it up is because we're already, this is very good by the way. This is very exciting that we're like in this zone. And we're going into the other. Loikashia, it's not a question. This is talking about the first time a person gets married, and this is talking about a second time a person gets married. What does that mean? Rashi explains. The first time you get married, it's according to your mazel, which means it's decided. It's according to his actions. So now really, meaning on a very basic level, we end off with a massive question, because it says the first person who you marry is according to your mazel. Which means your mazel tells you that you're wicked or righteous and we still have the same question. And that's very normal in the Gemara to end off with the same question. Because it doesn't really answer the question at all. It says the first person you marry is according to whether you're wicked or righteous, which is decided 40 days before you're born. So we're left with really not much free choice. And that's why we're left in this part where it's a question of how past, present, and future fit together with God and this and that. We don't know. Meaning how is it possible that I've decided who I'm going to marry and I still have free choice? I don't know. So... That's we end up with the question of the Gemara. When I learned it, I ended up with this question as well. If anybody has an answer, I would love to hear the answer of how that answers the question. Free choices. What do you do? What do you do? If I should fix this guy, yeah. Somebody told you like, how do I do this person, that person, whatever? Like, let's say you accept the fact that how I met her, I was in a bar, she was the one I didn't want, but I'm however it came to you. Yeah. They introduced me to this girl, they introduced me to her sister, and she's the one who really fell in love with me. Whatever the reasons are, okay? Yeah. What you do. What you do with that shidduch is up to you. For instance, Leah tried to rise it up because she knew her shidduch was Esau. Why? 
Because had she gone through with that, she might have a chance to turn Esau. Same thing with why God punished Yaakov when he put Dina in the box. Because Hashem said, why are you hiding Dina from Esau? Maybe I had Dina planned for Esau, that she was going to help him to Juba. His potential was going to be... Oh, so you're saying that we're given... So what's your point, though? No, I get what you said. You're saying the point is that we're given certain life circumstances. We're given right. certain natures. And your choice is what do you do with them. Yes, yeah, so for example, by the way, you're... That, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I love that answer. And there's a story. Says that yeah. Was greater than Yaakov, potentially. Yeah, there's a story in the Gemara, a very famous story of Rabbah and Rabzera, that they sat down for the Purim feast together. And what oh, happened yeah. was, is Rabbah got up and he killed Rabzera. And the Gemara, in the Shakal of Atariah, when the Gemara is discussing this story, it says, oh, Rabbah was born at a time, you know, according to the, what's it called again? Mazalos. Yeah, but what's the, no, what's the, the zodiac, the zodiac signs. He was born according to his zodiac sign of being a very hot-tempered person. So we say, okay, he killed him because so he's born a hot-tempered guy. So it's, so it's like the Gemara basically is recognizing that you're born, I really like your answer, you're born with certain natural tendencies, every single person. Some guys are born that they naturally do the right thing. It naturally works for them, right? When somebody says, do this, they're happy to do it. They like the rules. They feel safe in the rules. That's how they work. Other people are born, they're very hot-tempered. They don't like rules. They're really not hot-tempered, they don't go together. But somebody who doesn't like the rules, you know, he's a badafinic. Every time you tell him to do something, he does exactly the opposite just because he hates to do whatever you want to tell him to do. And it's nature and nurture. Whole different discussion, but nature and nurture, how much you're born with and how much you are, um, you make yourself your own life. One part I do want to end off with a little bit, though still strengthening the question, is that what the Gemara is basically saying is if you want to evaluate a man, it's not just saying, oh, you're given a shidduch or whatever. If you want to evaluate a man, you look at his spouse. That's what the Gemara is saying in the simple pshat. It's almost like a, you don't say trophy wife is a really bad way of putting it. But when you look at someone's wife, that's the way you evaluate who they are. If the woman is a good woman, you know the man is a good man. If the woman is not a good woman, you know there's something wrong with the husband. So that's the way the Gemara is putting it. That's why it's difficult to really, you know, reconcile all the different things. That's a beautiful concept and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that in Gemara. The Gemara is saying the opposite. The Gemara is saying it's, it's decided. You, you're, you're, <clears throat> your spouse is part of your plan, is part of your tools, part of your part, nature, part of your challenges. Yeah. It's part of your life plan. That's what it says. Mazal. Mazal doesn't mean fortune, luck, it means fate. Right. Okay? And, and that this is part of your life plan. Right. What you'll do with like it having a hard nature. What, right. What yeah. you do with it and, and succeed with it or not succeed with it. Um, when we were talking about saying maybe even the divorce is part of your life plan. I don't know. And this is going back to what we said earlier, that is don't try to figure out what God knows. No, okay? but that's okay. so your question. So, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Try to figure out what am I supposed to do with these challenges, right. with these circumstances. Now by the way, you know that I've spoken about you know that I've spoken in Shul about the fact that if you look at your wife's worst tension habits that you don't like, you have two choices. You can say, I'm getting rid of her. She's a no good man. Or before you make that choice, which maybe, maybe at the end you'll have to make that choice. But the first inclination should be, wow, she's got a hot temper. Maybe Hashem's telling me I have a hot temper. Oh, she's, she speaks Lashonara. Oh, maybe Hashem's telling me that I also, oh, she doesn't have any Amunah Bidachah. Maybe Hashem's saying to me, I don't have any Amunah Bidachah. So he gives you a wife that has issues, and he's supposed to look at this and say, hmm, her chitzonius is my previous. I thought I was such a righteous guy. Maybe I'm not so righteous. So when, he, so when, when Hashem says, look at the wife and see what kind of a person he is, if you're a smart guy, I'm not saying people shouldn't get the boys that comes. If yeah. you're a smart guy, maybe the first inclination should be, you know what? 
her fault, she's not a perfect woman. Maybe because I'm not so perfect. So I wish she had to look internally. Yes. Okay. I like. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, 